welcome to Fish Facts, a podcast all about fish. My name is Lydia, and I'll be giving you all the scoop on today's Fish Facts topic. Today's featured friends from the sea are not, in fact, fish, but they are quite the shape-shifting, color-switching duo from the mollusk hood repping their class, Cephalopoda, introducing the iconic octopus and its cousin, the cuttlefish. Today, I shall tell you of tales from the deep and shallows alike, of love and of war. I will also share with you a few humble warnings, so that next you meet one of the sea's many treasures, you will not think it can be trifled with. But first, there is a score that many have tried to settle, that I shall now lay to rest once and for all. What is is the plural form of octopus. Some may not believe, but it is, in fact, octopuses. Octopi is the unholy unification of seafood and dessert. Now then, cephalopods. In general, cephalopods are among the most intelligent creatures in the world. Cephalopod means head-footedness. Likewise, Their many arms are attached directly to their heads. But don't be fooled by their seemingly squishy bodies. They are predators, with highly developed color vision to match. Many are even cannibalistic given the opportunity. Oh, and their hard beaks, easily capable of busting through the toughest of shells. They are also armed with tentacles that can both taste and feel texture differences. Imagine having tongue hands. Now, be grateful that you don't have tongue hands. As if to make up for any suffering caused by having tongue hands, octopuses and cuttlefish possess some of the most amazing skin and internal systems around. Octopuses have more than one heart, which might explain why they are so full of love for their offspring, but more on that later. Perhaps the most well-known feature of octopuses, other than their eight tentacles, is their color-changing ability. Made possible by special sacs of pigment in their skin called chromatophores that they can manipulate at will to communicate or, commonly, to blend in. Octopuses and cuttlefish truly bring a new meaning to the term control freak. Some are so good they can change their skin's texture as well. The mimic octopus will go as far as to copy other sea creatures, even replicating their movements. If you ever wondered how cephalopods can move so quickly, I have but one answer for you. Jetpacks. Well, okay, not exactly jetpacks, but water propulsion is similar enough. Using the siphons on the sides of their heads, which they can point any direction they want, they can suck water in and force it out fast enough to propel themselves away from any dangers. If you haven't been keeping track of everything until now, octopuses are basically super-sentient, carnivorous, color-changing balloons and they have tongue hands. A cuttlefish is almost the same thing, plus two more tongue hands, a bone, 
and it actually swims. This is the part where we briefly discuss the ink these creatures expel when they are frightened. Rather than ink, it is actually a substance called sepia, which is made from a concentrated dark brown pigment and mixed with various amounts of mucus to change the thickness, plus a dash of chemical irritants. Yep, that's right. It's basically colored octopus snot. Imagine how confusing it would be if you were desperate enough to escape from others by visibly sneezing on them, only to find that that wasn't enough. That's how cephalopods feel all the time, except, of course, the few that do not possess ink sacs. If that wasn't enough physiology for you, allow me to amaze you with a little bit more in the form of a love story. The octopus is a creature of many hearts, but as is often the case, the brightest lives tend to be the shortest. The smaller species of octopus might live only a year, and even the longest-lived and largest last only around five. Despite that, female octopuses dedicate the last of their lives to the protection and nurture of their eggs. They steadfastly remain with their eggs, often dying of starvation shortly after their young hatch. The courtship of the octopus is a rather elaborate affair, complete with a color show and ending with the male gifting the female a sack of sperm, and sometimes the tentacle it's attached to, depending on the female's mood. Some might think it's a rather detached confession, but I bet Van Gogh would approve. Perhaps deep-sea drama isn't your shaker of salt. Then have I got a story for you. A horror story. Of sorts. Tis the tale of the blue-ringed octopus members of which can be found in the Indo-Pacific among the tide pools. Small enough to be placed on the back of one's hand, it's an orangey-brown creature that flashes electric blue rings when it feels threatened. Also, it's incredibly venomous. Despite that, you may not even feel its bite. So toxic is its venom, and so tiny is its bite that a minor scrape is more than enough to take a grown man down. That is because their saliva is laced with tetrodotoxin, the very same found in pufferfish, poison dart frogs, and several other animals. Interestingly enough, the toxin is produced by a bacterium, which was passed down to the octopus from its parents. If you are not familiar with tetrodotoxin, you will do well to remember it from now on. It's a molecule that causes paralysis of all voluntary muscles within minutes. That includes the diaphragm, meaning that your heart still beats, but you can't breathe or move. I might also point out that you will be conscious and aware until you likely pass out from lack of air. If you didn't hit your head on the rocks, that is. Fortunately, if someone does CPR on you, and you make it long enough to be intubated in a hospital, you will be fine in a day or two without any lasting physical effects. Of course, 
That's only if you make it to the hospital. If you take nothing else from this episode, at least remember that a little caution will save you years of therapy, lest an octopus be more dangerous than it first appears. And, of course, wear shoes, because you never know what lives under the rock next to your foot. Surely, you would not take kindly to a giant smelly foot appearing on your doorstep, either. Before I go, I want to share one more story. It's a cuttlefish rom-com, and also a spy story all in one. A story of subterfuge across enemy lines in the pursuit of passion. The cuttlefish is a curious creature come mating season. Their courtships are a bit like a game of capture the flag except the females are the flags. A male will defend his territory, and also any females that happen to swing by, from other males for the mating period. Here is where I tell you that there are two kinds of male cuttlefish. The big, strong ones, and the smaller but smarter ones. A smaller male, if he is clever, will change his coloration to appear female, which then lets him get past the guarding male to the female. The female cuttlefish isn't tricked, but she is impressed, so she'll accept a sperm packet from the small male as well, and use both or either as she pleases. After all, she doesn't care as long as her offspring are as strong or as smart as possible. The pretend female then slips off. These are none the wiser to his sleight of hand. And that's how cross-dressing in the ocean became a thing that happens sometimes. Programs brought to you by the SEA channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review or sending it to anyone you think could use a dose of fish facts. Feel free to leave a message sharing your favorite fact or even a question for a future episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fish Facts. Until next time, school's out.